Greetings and welcome to the OK Jazz Podcast, episode number 140, Saturday, March 19th, 2022. My name is James Cashpole, Mr. OK Jazz, coming to you as always from the rough, gritty, and terribly rainy streets of North Yokohama, right here in the Tokyo metropolitan area of Eastern Japan, the world's largest megacity. I'm a freelance music writer and broadcaster, and this podcast is pretty much whatever's been on my playlists recently. No borders or genres, just a whole lot of good tunes. Well, it was a swinging one there to start the program today. How could it not be? That was the bass master Leroy Vinegar with a tune called Muffin Man. That comes from his curiously titled album Glass of Water. Well, Leroy Vinegar was born in 1928 in Indianapolis, and over the course of a 50 year career, he appeared on hundreds of albums as a bass player. Not just jazz, but pop, rock, movie soundtracks, playing with everyone from Dizzy Gillespie to Judy Collins to Van Morrison. Leroy Vinegar was one of those guys whose name just popped up again and again, but you didn't really know much about him. Just that if he's playing on the album, you know it's going to have a tight groove to it. Well, his 1973 album, Glass of Water, is a rare one. You see it online here in Japan, selling for close to 40,000 yen. That's more than 350 US dollars. Well, I was able to get someone to burn me a copy, thankfully. That's a little bit above my budget. But I really do love the sound on this record, with the bass up front and those gorgeous keyboards. So, what's happening out there? We are deep into March now. Spring was here in eastern Japan for about a week or so, but unfortunately the cold rain returned. Nobody happy about that, especially with the sakura season starting. Sakura are cherry blossoms, and the frenzy that happens all around Japan every March, I cannot overstate. Use that word frenzy accurately. If you think people in Japan sit quietly under the cherry blossom trees, contemplating the fragility of existence while watching a falling flower petal, writing some romantic haiku, well, you'll struggle real hard to see that happening anywhere. Hanami parties, or flower viewing parties, pre-COVID, usually meant sitting on a blue tarpaulin inside of a park with thousands of other people, at least 80% of whom will be staggeringly drunk by nightfall, many of them singing karaoke at the top of their lungs, running around and generally letting loose. Well, these kinds of parties, of course, were all prohibited the last couple years. Not so sure about this year yet, but my understanding is that they are really limiting the number of people who can enter the parks. I'll probably stick to just my usual routine going to see the sakura, enjoying a short walk along the river in the Noge area of Yokohama, have a beer or two, and then just head to a jazz cafe. I think the forced joviality of all the Hanami parties got tiresome to me many years ago. Well, a bit of music news that we're going to get into later in the show. Uh, I've got some important updates on the situation with both Chigusa and Charmant, two of the oldest jazz spots left in the Tokyo metro area. Also got some event information as well, some new things coming on KOL Radio 2 to introduce. All that coming up later, but for now, let's get straight into the music. Gonora Sounds are a family band from Zimbabwe in Southern Africa. They are led by Daniel Gomora, who's blind, he plays guitar. He's a veteran of the music scene in, Zim- in Zimbabwe, having played a number of groups. Uh, with his family band, though, Gonora Sounds, they have been playing as buskers in the streets of Zimbabwe for almost 15 years. Well, they've now put out their debut album. It's called Hard Times Never Kill, out on the always incredible Phantom Limb label. Reading from the press release, 
Sungura is an upbeat, uniquely Zimbabwean genre that emerged around the time of their independence. Some of the country's best Sungura musicians were assembled for this record, but it showcases Daniel Gonora's full breadth as a guitarist, vocalist, composer, and songwriter. For more than a decade, he's been pieced together. For more than a decade, he's been piecing together a living for himself and his family. A disabled man playing for the world's most beleaguered currency's pocket change. But he's no ordinary busker. A seasoned pro, he was a member of Zimbabwe's most celebrated groups, including the Jairos Jiri Band. And on this track that we're going to hear now, the group duet with the gospel band Vabati Vajahova on a real soaring tune called Kuna Mambo. This is absolutely wonderful stuff coming from Zimbabwe in South Africa. Let this one lift your spirits just a little bit. OK Jazz, episode number 140, Ikimasho! Oh, yeah. 
Wagave mambo Wagave mambo Davida Wagave mambo Wagave mambo Davida Wagave mambo Wagave mambo Kia ifanira kukatwa kuwa mambo Dati Davida Ka wagave mambo Wagave mambo Kadira Davida Wagave mambo Wagave mambo Davida Wagave mambo Wagave mambo Kia ifanira kukatwa kuwa mambo Ya
Nice. Curious to hear what y'all think of that one. It's new music from the new Memphis Colorways. That's the project of basically the one-man band. His name is Paul Taylor, of course, from Memphis, Tennessee. His album, It Is What It Isn't, was recorded in 2020 during the height of the COVID pandemic. And according to his website, my new release, It Is What It Isn't, is an homage and love letter to black American music, without which there would certainly be zero American music. Well, right on. I totally agree with that. This is a real interesting album, though, diving into a number of styles. Uh, you can hear on this particular track, Hey Effort, Don't Do That, which is basically an Afrobeat groove. So he's going past just American music as well. Well, the album's got a lot of good buzz from reviewers in Downbeat Magazine and AllAboutJazz.com, and I really agree. It's really, really good. New Memphis Colorways, album title, It Is What It Isn't. And you can look that up online and find out some information about Paul Taylor as well. He's had a pretty long career in the Memphis music scene. Well, despite being such a fan of all black American music, I have never actually been to some of the most important cities in America for this music. I've never been to Detroit, New Orleans, or Memphis yet. I definitely got to make a stopover sometime on my way to the East Coast. Next time I'm back in the U.S., Memphis for sure. I mean, man, what an incredible city that is. Well, of course, if you're a regular OK Jazz listener, you'll know how much I love the Stax label. It's the finest soul music ever made. But there were many other smaller labels around, too, in Memphis. Of course, High Records with Al Green, perhaps the most famous. Well, let's have a listen now to someone who recorded on High Records. Not quite as famous as Al Green, unfortunately, but very much equal to him as a singer. It's O.V. Wright. O.V. was born in 1939. He sadly left us. He sadly left us in 1980, aged only 41. Keep away from the hard drugs, kids. That's all I can say about that. But let's have a listen to this one from his "We're Still Together" album, a real teary one. It's called "It's Cold Without Your Love." This is the amazing O.V. Wright. <laughs> Thank you. 
σου τα θέλες κι εσύ Τα σηκάτα καρύδια το γλυκό κρασί Τα σηκάτα καρύδια το γλυκό κρασί Τα θέλε η μάνα σου τα θέλες κι εσύ from the compilation Ena Tefariki, Oriental Shake, Farfisa Madness, and Rocking Bazookis from the Greek Laika Movement, 1961 to 1973. I introduced this crazy set on the last episode, and literally, and wow, I, I mean, I just never knew how killer the music from Greece in this time period would be. Well, we heard one here from the organ player and composer Vasilis Vasiliadis, and it was a tune called Solo Sigeteli 72. Well, according to the fine liner notes on this compilation, Vasilis was a sought-after session musician, and he composed for numerous singers in Greece. His shredding organ licks made him one of the key figures in shaping the Lycas sound of the 60s in Greece. Vasiliadis played on hundreds of recordings for all the Greek major labels. Well, the term sifteteli derives from the Turkish word sifteteli, which means double-stringed, and refers to the violin technique of running two strings through the same nut slot of the instrument, creating totophony, two strings playing at the same pitch. It gives the notes a sort of a craving intensity, unleashing a very strong oriental feel and emotional quality. End quote. Now that's really interesting, and I think it explains a bit of why so much of the music on this compilation sounded to me like it would be from Turkey or even farther east uh, from Iran at times. 
I think I just need to learn more about the music from this region as a whole and how much it was mixed together. Obviously, we, what we know as modern-day Greece was part of the Turkish Ottoman Empire for several hundred years, but I'll admit to knowing pretty much nothing else about the history, so need to go and get learned on it. Well, once again, that compilation I highly recommend. It's called Ena Tefariki, and that comes on the Radio Martico label. You know, when I lived in Europe for about two and a half years, I was really lucky to get many of those cheap flights on the budget airlines, and I was able to visit both Greece and Turkey. Phenomenally interesting countries. I mean, when you find yourself standing in the Grand Bazaar or in front of the Hagia Sophia Mosque in Istanbul or watching the sunset by the Acropolis in Greece, I mean, you kind of get just overwhelmed by the history of it all. Really hope that international travel becomes easier in the future. I'm already saving up money. I've got to take a trip soon. Well, one place I would absolutely love to go is Cabo Verde or Cape Verde in English. I shared a track from this next group already in a previous episode. It's the Ano Noble Quartet. Leader and guitarist Pascual leads the Ano Noble Quartet, which is named after Cabo Verde's most legendary composer, Ano Noble, who was Pascual's mentor and father to the rest of the band. Ano Noble is such a legendary figure in Cabo Verde, even today you can see murals of his face across the islands that make up the country. Let's have a listen to one more from the Ano Noble Quartet album, The Strings of Sao Domingos, coming out on the Ostinato label. This one is called Tio Bernard. <laughs>
Roda. Thank you. 
One more from Africa there, this time from Mali, one of the powerhouses of the continent when it comes to music, or at least internationally available music, I should say. That was Kora player Balake Sisoko, no stranger at all to OK Jazz, as I played a lot of his music over the years, whether solo or in duet with masters like Tumani Diabate or Vincent Sigal. Balake Sisoko is a true master of the Kora, the beautiful string instrument of West Africa that out that over the last 30 years has captured the hearts of music fans all over the world. Well, this track that we heard was called Handarezo, and with some great ungoni on that track, that's the fiddle-like instrument from Mali, as well as balafon, which is a sort of a marimba. And that comes from Balake's 2005 album called Tomora. That's been a favorite of mine since I first bought it on CD at Tower Records Shibuya back then, 17 years ago, it's hard to believe. I remember I used to have this ritual I would hit Tower Records in Shibuya on a Saturday afternoon, go to the world music section and the jazz floor mainly. Um, usually I'd go to Disc Union for the soul and funk albums. Well, then I'd either head to the now-closed Mary Jane Jazz Cafe on the south side of Shibuya Station or maybe up to Shinjuku to go music bar hopping. Real nice memories of those days before having kids. What's funny that Tower Records is not only still here, though, but it's always packed with customers in 2022 that's not something you're going to see anywhere except japan japanese fans still do love their cds well this is the ok jazz podcast episode number 140 i am james hussein catchpole mr ok jazz getting to a little news and notes now real quick uh okay two of the entire tokyo metro area's most important jazz spots Chigusa in Yokohama and Charmant in Nippori in North Tokyo. Chigusa is famous for being the first ever jazz cafe in Japan, opened in 1933. Long and complicated history there. It was founded by Yoshida-san. He passed away in 1994, and the current shop reopened after a couple years down the street from the original location. But fortunately, we've just gotten word that this current version of Chigusa will also be closing, reopening again in 2023 as a museum little bit unclear about the concept of this. I'm going to have to do some research. According to a press release I saw, they want to turn this into a museum that captures the vibe of what an old jazz kisaten would have been like in post-war Japan. Um, while that's a really honorable endeavor, um, why not just keep the cafe open as it is? I'm not really sure this is a budgetary thing or not. As soon as I get some more details, I will fill you in. I know many of my listeners have been to Chigusa. I mean, it's one of the most famous jazz spots in all of Japan. As is Charmant in Nippori, in the north side of Tokyo. I've talked about there before. That's Tokyo's oldest remaining jazz bar still in its original location. Opened in 1955. It's on the second floor of a very rickety building. Unfortunately, that building is being torn down. Ishioka-san, the owner of Charmant, told me that the building owner is going through a rough divorce and he's had to sell the land to raise some money to pay for his legal bills. That is a really lame reason to have to close one of the great jazz bars in the world. Now, Charmant is closing at the end of March. Uh, there was some talk that Ishioka-san would find a new location nearby in the Yanaka neighborhood. I've not been able to get any word on that. He has not posted anything on his social media pages. I will be going up to Charmont next week, though, to get the scoop. If you are in the Tokyo metro area, you've got only until the end of March. So basically, you've got until Wednesday, March 30th. You must get to Charmont. It is a treasure. Okay, uh, coming up on KOL Radio, we've got a very interesting interview that I did a couple weeks ago with Dan Hewins. Dan's a Tokyo resident, huge record collector, 
and we had a really good conversation about his multi-year project listening to every album in the entire ECM label catalog. Dan's been doing this since 2013, starting from their very first release in 1970. So check out that interview about his project, listening to all of the ECM releases. You can hear that on kol-radio.com tomorrow, Sunday morning. That's when I'll be posting that one. And I think we're going to have to do a part two because there's a lot we didn't even get to in our 45 minutes of chatting. And lastly, quick event information. My partner on KOL Radio, the amazing DJ Otska. She had a little bit of a break from DJing, but she is back again next Saturday, March 26th at her regular monthly session at Bar Stereo in Takadanababa. Whoa, vinyl session. And you know DJ Otsuka is one of the best DJs in Japan, so her sets are always worth getting to Jazz Plus. Unfortunately, I can't make that one next weekend, but she and I will be getting a session together again coming up in April. Stay tuned for details on that. All right, more than enough jabbering. Back to the tunes. Another one here in the background from the great mainstream funk compilation, the mainstream label in Los Angeles in the 70s. Loving this set of many of their releases. And this one behind me is called Mbasa by Lamont Johnson.
brand new music there from the always fascinating saxophonist Mark Turner. He has a new album out called Return from the Stars, and that tune was called Terminus. This is a real interesting album. It's a quartet, but without a piano, so the sound is a lot more spacious. Mark Turner has been performing for more than 30 years as a member of various groups, but also as his own as a band leader. He's put out several albums. I've seen him live a couple of times, and I'm not sure how you would describe the way he plays. He doesn't sound like just your standard hard bop groover, although he, of course he can swing. I think some people have said he's influenced a lot by Joe Henderson and Warren Marsh. That makes a little bit of sense. I mean, you deep jazz fans out there will probably get that comparison. And this new one comes out on the ECM label. Another great ECM release way before Mark Turner, though. We heard from John Abercrombie, his album project called Gateway, and that tune was Backwoods Song. Thanks again to Dan Hewins for hipping me to this one. We talked about it in the interview. Really great album. It's Abercrombie on guitar, Dave Holland on bass, and my man Jack DeJanette on drums. You know, you just need to see those names and you know it's going to be quality. And that Gateway album comes from 1975, though it really could have been recorded yesterday. Still so fresh. Well, it's time for me to get out of here. As always, you can find the playlist for today's show and every other episode of the program up at tokyojazzsite.com. Episodes 60 through 140 are all available to stream. You can also download them via iTunes. And all recent episodes are available to stream on KOL Radio, kol-radio.com. Don't forget, you can follow me on social media as well, Twitter and Instagram, at Mark, Mr. Okay Jazz Tokyo. And email me directly if you want to have a chat, Mr. Okay Jazz at Mark, tokyojazzsite.com. I will be back very soon, actually. We've got a little special episode coming up in a few days. But before going out today, uh, the other night, my daughter was asking me why we don't have a religion in our home and some questions about other people who are very religious, etc. I suppose that's a conversation that all parents have with their kids at some point or another. Maybe an easier one if you can just say, well, we're Christians, we're Buddhists, read this book, not really think about it too much. Well, I told my daughter that I came from a home uh, growing up with parents of different religions and neither of them were believers, so I grew up completely irreligious. And uh, I think that's one of the reasons I feel very at home in Japan. Very few people here would ever discuss religion openly with you. It's considered quite a private matter and very different part of your identity than the way religion is in America, for example. Well, that's a whole other deep conversation. Certainly no time for that here on the role of religion in Japan. But anyways... I finally told my daughter that, for me, music is what comes closest to being a religion in my life. And if I ever want to hear a hymn, I'll just put on some gospel, maybe some Bach, or, of course, something by John Coltrane. Particularly this one, it's Amen, by the John Coltrane Quartet, from one of his most underrated albums, Sonship. So, close your eyes for this one from St. John. And don't forget, I'll catch you back here soon. James